This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08 and you're with Lynn Sharmila and Sharad. It is time for Popit Popit Parliament where we go through highlights of the day from the Dewan Rakyat. So before today's session kicked off, uh, Dewan Rakyat speaker Datuk Johari Abdul started off with a little bit of housekeeping. Pagi ini uh, kita akan uh, mulakan dengan uh, soalan pertama tetapi saya nak cadangkan. Eh. Kita so far rekod kita, kita pernah hingga mencapai soalan yang ke-15. So saya mohon uh, kepada Yang Berhormat bertanya soalan tambahan supaya soalan itu menjadi ringkas dan padat. Begitu juga Menteri-Menteri menjawab. Saya mohon untuk menjawab secara tepat dan padat supaya kita beri peluang Kawan-kawan yang bertanya soalan, yang datang awal, tak tidur, prepare untuk tanya soalan ni berpeluang untuk bertanya dalam Dewan. Eh? That was Dewan Rakyat Speaker Datuk Johari Abdul advising MPs to keep their follow-up questions as well as answers short and sharp. FYI, there are about 150 questions on the order paper on any given day. And as the Speaker mentioned, the most they've ever managed to cover are about 15 questions before having to make way for debates and the tabling of bills. Now on to questions in the House. The Finance Ministry was asked to state the amount of accumulated unclaimed money in the country and whether these funds can be put towards national development. Here's Deputy Finance Minister Datuk Sri Ahmad Mazlan going through the various types of inactive funds and what's being done with the money that hasn't been claimed. Saya ingin maklumkan di sini bahawa sehingga 30 April 2023 jumlah wang yang tidak dituntut yang diurus oleh Jabatan Akaunten Negara ialah 11.2 bilion ringgit. Banyak tu untuk speaker. Dan uh, definasi wang tidak dituntut ni ada tiga. Uh, definasi pertama ialah wang yang tidak dibayar kepada empunya seperti gaji bonus dividen dalam tempoh setahun atau lebih. Yang kedua, wang dalam akaun perdagangan antara pembekal dan juga syarikat ada lebihan dalam tempoh 2 tahun atau lebih. Dan yang ketiga, yang paling banyak sekali, kira-kira 70% daripada 11.2 bilion ringgit ini ialah wang dalam akaun bank yang tidak aktif dalam tempoh 7 tahun atau lebih. Katalah kalau Datuk Speaker buka 3-4 akaun, bank yang pertama yang Datuk Speaker buka itu dah terlupa dah. Di situ ada seribu ringgit. Lepas tujuh tahun, wang itu akan dihantar oleh bank kepada Jabatan Akaunten Negara. Jadi seribu ringgit itu adalah wang tidak dituntut. Dan sekarang ini jumlahnya, sebagaimana saya sebut tadi, 11.2 bilion. Dan kita telah mengembalikan sebanyak 3.3 bilion sehingga 23 Mei semalam kepada rakyat yang menuntut. Dan soalan yang kedua dalam soalan ini ialah Bagaimana kita nak memanfaatkan wang yang tak dituntut itu? 10 bilion kita masuk dalam simpanan tetap dan daripada simpanan tetap itu dapat 250 juta ringgit setahun kira-kira dah tiap-tiap tahun selama 10 tahun dah kita dapat dan wang 250 juta ringgit itu kita kembalikan semula dalam wang yang disatukan dan digunakan untuk pembangunan dan juga bantuan rakyat. Now, just to reiterate, that's 11.2 billion ringgit in unclaimed money. The Deputy Minister encouraged members of the public to check if they might have to claim some of these funds. Dan siapa-siapa yang ingin menuntut wang tak dituntut ini, sila buka portal 
www.janm.gov.my Jabatan Akaunten Negara Malaysia ya buka di situ dan kemudian ada satu portal e gumis government unclaim money information system e g u m i s terus dah alih-alih yang bermak buka sekarang saya silap yang bermak pengkalan kubang kerian ada yang bermak beluran ada yang bermak bagan serai ada 5000 5000 5000 ke agaknya ya Lepas tu boleh tuntutlah dalam masa 14 ke 30 hari apabila dokumen lengkap diberikan maka boleh dapat wang itu kembali. Saya juga ingin menyeru kepada rakyat di luar sana yang menonton siaran ini silalah tuntut wang yang tak dituntut itu pertama kena cek dulu sama ada kita ada atau tidak wang tak dituntut. Oleh kerana nombor kad penalan saya ni diketahui oleh ramai orang jadi ada orang lain cuba menuntut wang saya lebih kurang 12 orang janganlah buat begitu ya dan siapa-siapa yang ingin menuntut wang tak dituntut ini tidak perlu menyediakan ejen atau melantik ejen dan tak perlu ada sembarang pembayaran pun terus saja pada portal yang berkaitan Jabatan Akaun Negara akan Akaun Negara akan memproses so that was Datuk Sri Ahmad Mazlan, Deputy Minister of Finance. Uh, worth saying that our producer, our intrepid producer, did actually visit egumis.anm.gov.my. Uh, as the Deputy Minister helpfully spelled just now, it is E-G-U-M-I-S. Now, um, she confirmed that it's working. It's not too complicated once you got, get past the typically unfriendly government website-based user interface. Um, she didn't, however, had, have any unclaimed money lying around and therefore we don't know what happens on the other side of that process <laughs> after you visit the website. Um, but anyway, let us know. Have you attempted this process? Do you plan to? How would you like to see these unclaimed funds being used? You can call 7733-2900, WhatsApp or voice note 018-789-8899 and tweet at BFM Radio. Well, let's move on to the issue of food security in agricultural products. Malaysia isn't sufficient, uh, self-sufficient in. Chan Fong Hin, uh, Deputy Minister of Agriculture and Food Security, explained that self-sufficiency ratio uh, and went uh, through the list of food items that are used to determine this ratio. Self-sufficiency ratio, SSR, atau nispa saradiri, merupakan pengukuran terhadap kemampuan sesebuah negara untuk memenuhi keperluan domestik melalui pengeluaran tempatan. Dalam konteks sekuriti makanan, Kementerian Pertanian dan Keterjaminan Makanan KPKM memantau status pekanan 8 komoditi makanan utama, yaitu beras, daging ayam, telur ayam, daging lembu, susu segar, sayur, buah dan ikan makanan, edible fish. SSR yang dicatatkan bagi 8 komoditi makanan utama tersebut pada tahun 2021 adalah seperti berikut. Beras 65%, daging ayam 99.9%, telur ayam 114.4%, daging lembu atau gerbau 18.9%, susu segar 56.7%, sayur-sayuran 46.7%, buah-buahan 77.4% ikan makanan 91.7%. 
So former Minister of Agriculture and Baluran MP Datuk Sri Ronald Kiandi asked a follow-up question about why we seem to be increasing development um, of the industry for beef imports. Here's that exchange. Dimaklumkan tadi oleh Timbalan Menteri bahwa SSL kita bagi ayam lebih daripada 100%, telur 114%. Tetapi nampak sekarang ni kita mengimport kedua-dua bahan makanan ni daripada luar. Begitu juga daging 18%. Tentu sekali saya ingin tahu selepas NFC, apa program dan pendekatan dibuat oleh Kementerian untuk membangunkan industri ternakan di negara kita. Kerana apa yang berlaku sekarang ini ke kita lebih banyak nampak membangunkan industri pengimportan daging daripada India Datuk. Kalau dulu ada 18 19 loji kita iktiraf sekarang ini di fast track hampir 40 dah loji-loji yang akan diiktiraf oleh kerajaan oleh kementerian untuk mengimport daging daripada India. Maknanya kita lebih menumpu kepada pembangunan industri pengimportan daripada membangunkan ternakan di negara kita. Apa program dan pendekatan yang dibuat oleh kementerian dan kerajaan untuk membangunkan industri ternakan di negara kita? Masih. Terima kasih. Short and sharp. Silakan. Okey, yang tadi saya mengatakan kerajaan memang ada plan atau perancangan untuk meningkatkan secara feedlot. So contoh, contoh ladang lembu feedlot seperti di mana? Di ladang satellite di lapan negeri meliputi Johor negeri sembilan. Perak, Terengganu, Kelantan dan Ketah Dan selain itu terdapat juga Ladang di bawah projek Taman Kekal Pengeluaran Ruminan di KPR Di negeri projek Ternakan Ruminan Cerating Pahang, Johor dan Perak So ini merupakan contoh-contoh Yang menunjukkan komitmen kerajaan Melalui KPKM untuk meningkatkan Memperkasakan industri ternakan tempatan Dan tidak Betul kalau mengatakan kerajaan sekarang ini cuma mementingkan untuk import daging daripada luar. Kerana yang penting tu kita nak memastikan pekalan di tempatan memang cukup. Terima kasih. That was Chan Fung Hin, Deputy Minister of Agriculture and Food Security, responding to the former Minister of Agriculture as well as Baluran MP Datuk Sri Ronald Kandy. Next, we have uh, Moa MP and former Youth and Sports Minister Said Sadiq asking why some government agencies are still denying interns an allowance of pay. This despite a cabinet decision in 2019 requiring all government agencies to provide paid internships. Saya berharap soalan ini dapat dibangkitkan juga kepada perhatian menteri dan rakan-rakan jawat kabinet. Pada tahun 2019, ketetapan kabinet adalah untuk mewajibkan semua agensi kementerian untuk membayar anak-anak yang menyertai latihan amali ataupun dengan asasnya namanya internship berbayar dan pembayaran tersebut bukan sedikit telah ada pindaan daripada RM300 ke dalam kadar purata RM850 ke RM900 bagi setiap pelajar yang menyertai latihan amali bawah agensi ataupun kementerian hari ini saya telah pun mendapat banyak mesej daripada anak-anak muda yang melalui latihan amali ini di bawah kementerian dan agensi kerajaan yang berduit tetapi tidak dapat bayaran satu sen pun walhal keputusan kabinet itu adalah keputusan tertinggi dan telah ubah kerajaan tidak ada pindaan keputusan kabinet dan ada pekeliling yang dikeluarkan oleh pihak KSN sendiri persoalan saya mengapa masih ada kementerian dan agensi yang mengkhianati janji anak muda ini yang telah pun menyertai keluarga susah tidak berbayar saya harap isu ini dapat diselesaikan secepat mungkin. 
That was more MP Said Sadiq asking why some interns at government agencies, particularly the agencies with big budgets, aren't being paid an allowance. So we've talked about this before several times, but really, do we all agree that every intern should get paid? Let us know. Call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After the end of the Q&A session, Speaker Datuk Johari made a brief announcement about the new Public Accounts Committee members. Here he is. Baik, sebelum kita masuk kepada program acara uh, seterusnya, saya ingin maklumkan kepada Yang Berhormat, di atas meja Yang Berhormat itu ada uh, penyata Jatang Kuasa Pemilik Dewan Rakyat yang telah pun membuat keputusan untuk mengesahkan 12 orang daripada Yang Berhormat yang menganggotai Jatang Kuasa kira-kira wang negara atau PAC. Jadi nama-nama mereka tercatat dalam kertas biru ini. Jadi saya mengucapkan syabas dan mereka memenang, membawa satu tanggungjawab yang berat, maka bantulah mereka. That was Speaker Datuk Jahari Abdul. Uh, so the bipartisan PAC committee is currently chaired by PN member Datuk Mas Ermiati Samsudin. Uh, Wong Shu Chi from Pakatan Harapan is the deputy chairperson. And it's actually the first time that these two positions are being held by women. So uh, let us know, do you think that the committee and its... Do you find, basically, that... PAC committees and the going on, the goings on there, are they important to you in your understanding of the parliamentary process? Do you follow along? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and tweet us at BFM Radio. And that is it for today's wrap up of the day one wrap. Yet we'll be back with more Popit Popit Parliament tomorrow. For now, a recap of what we covered: the eGumis platform that allows you to look into unclaimed money, uh, how self-sufficient we are when it comes to core agricultural products, this persistent and recurring issue of government agency interns not getting paid, as well as the newly elected PAC members. Let us know if you have thoughts on any or all of those issues and keep it here, BFM 89.9. Banana from Malaysia. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.23. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn Sharmila and Sharad. And today on Popit Popit Parliament, we covered a number of issues, including unclaimed money and the Deputy Finance Minister's call for all of us who think that we might have unclaimed money lying around to go to a platform, Igumis, and have a look-see, poke around, use it, see whether we can get some money back. Um, we also talked about the persistent issue of government agency interns not receiving allowance or pay. And we're asking you for your thoughts on that. Do we agree? Can we all agree on this? That maybe every intern uh, should be getting money. You can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have a um, a message actually on unclaimed money from D. So D says the eGumis site works, but in trying to claim the money, you need to get the third party, uh, for instance, Post Malaysia, to certify that unclaimed money is yours. Who, in all caps, in Post Malaysia is going to issue or certify that for you? I've written into civil service of these third parties. Customer service. ah, Customer service of these third parties only surprise not to get any reply. And that's not just once. So, so where do you go? And I think perhaps, um, well, we can ask um, an MP to 
get that clarification done. Uh, but my, oh, I'm intrigued by actually on another level is the question of what do we do with this money? Who, who can government appropriate this money and then use it for development funding? I mean, it seems to be a legal thing to do, but I wonder if it's right. Well, I was interested actually um, in on Dee's point. Uh, it, it reminded me of a. Uh, an element of Popit Popit Parliament yesterday when we were talking about scam call centres um, and how the point was, okay, great, now there's a central you know, through line for, for people to go and engage with this issue and maybe you know, hopefully get some help from the government. But the issue seemed to be what happens next, right? It's not so much to do with the fact that you can get through or you can't. Um, because in the case of D. They got through, they they used it, it was fine. Uh, but then after that, they were sent off to another agency or mm. to get further verification. And yesterday, Shirad, you pointed out that you do need, of course, time to investigate. You do need other agencies to get involved. But then to your other point about why don't we just use these unclaimed monies, I think Honestly, for most people, by the time you get through the whole process, you're just going to lose interest depending on how much money you're talking about. Um, yeah, I think I think the point here is that adding layers of bureaucracy um, doesn't really feel like the system is there to make it helpful or easy, even though I do understand the need, for instance, for something like a certification process. Uh, Legion, though, is saying, I went through Egomis about three months ago. I think it was fairly straightforward for me. My only complaint, fonts are quite small. So that's your interface issue, isn't it, Lynn? You uh, mentioned well, it earlier. It was, I think, everyone's interface <laughs> issue. With I, I do websites. want to say this, right? So who dropped the ball first? It's actually the the person who's uh, you know who has that account that let they let go and ignored for so so taking personal responsibility I think is the first thing we have to recognize is when people have been lax in their own management of their funds that this problem kicks in the fact that government has provided a process. Uh, with due diligence as part of it in order to resolve this problem, I think is excellent, right? Now that you have uh, found that you have been negligent and you want to use ego mist to recover your funds, surely you need to be patient. I mean, after all, you let this money go for X number of You remember what the explanation was? In some instances, it's seven years that are given before uh, this process of recovery of un, you know, unclaimed uh, monies actually even kicks in. So, I, I mean, I see where I see where you're coming from. I think, though, so what are we saying then, actually? Or, or what exactly are we saying? Well, I mean, the problem... That really, after a certain point, the government should be able to build a road with that money? Well, I, well, I think that's a very interesting question. But the, 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 question, the, the, the complaint now seems to be that they're not fast enough. Having been lax in your own ah, management no, your no, money... No. I think I disagree. I think it's fair to say if the government decided... Okay, we're going to give you a window of this many years or months or whatever, by which time you claim the money, otherwise it goes into government coffers. Fair, because you've given people a chance to do something about it. That doesn't mean, though, that the system you put in place for people to claim their money shouldn't have to be as convenient as possible. No, you want government, obviously, to be efficient, right? But there is a... I mean... 
I think people's perception of time changes <laughs> depending on which end of the stick they are at, right? Or so if they're sitting at a very yeah, confusing I mean, it's, website. Frankly, I mean, everyone's perception of time changes when they're owed money or when mm, they feel they're absolutely. owed money. Absolutely. So yeah. I think that there is yeah, that. Yeah, but if you were responsible for the problem in the first place, perhaps a little generosity is due, no? So uh, I think that that probably leads us to the next question, which is at what point does unclaimed money go into government coffers? Or do you agree that it should at all? Um, do you have specific ideas of how you think that should be spent. Like Sharad, do you think that perhaps if you don't claim it after a certain period of time, that's your problem? Uh, you can let us know that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Banish feudal mentality. BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. It's 5.38. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn Sharmila and Sharad. We're looking back now on the messages that we've been getting in relation to Popit Popit Parliament. And one element actually that came up early in the conversation today was that of unclaimed money. Now, this is because the finance Deputy Minister of Finance um, is calling on people to... Get a get a slice of that eleven point two billion ringgit pie because apparently that's the amount we have in unclaimed money. And he's saying essentially, if you think you might have some claim to these funds, that you can go to egumis.anm.gov.my in order to try and get some of that back. Now, what but, if? But it's not any slice of the pie. It's just the slice of the pie you own, right? Well, you know, the slice of the pie you cooked. <laughs> you forgot, can't claim other people's money. Left somewhere. Under a cover. <laughs> and now you're like, oh, this pie metaphor. Um, actually, do you remember um, Rod Dahl's The Twits? Yes. And how um, one half of The Twits used to keep food in their beard and sort of find it later and be like very <laughs> delighted by it. That's what this reminds me of. It's your own food, but you know, you're finding it again. Um, I was about to say that one of the things that delights me most about doing the show is not knowing what's going to strike a nerve. And I tell you, today it is the unclaimed money issue. Did not think Igumis was going to fly like this today. No, and it's recognisable by name. People are sending messages <laughs> Referencing it directly. Uh, let's start with this voice note that came in. This is from Yam. I just want to share my experience um, using e-gummies. I have successfully uh, reclaimed the money from my parents uh, using e-gummies. The whole process only takes about a month. And you'll be surprised the money that we can claim uh, from, I'll give you a few examples, uh, deposit for service provider like uh, Maxis and a share dividend which uh, we, bought, we bought from Busa and the insurance claims or insurance payment that uh, doesn't go through or fail or I'm, I'm not sure what's the reason and as for the government to use the fund I was I will agree to like take about 20 to 40 percent of the unclaimed money to do investment yeah that's my view thank you Thanks, Yam. Uh, thanks for both the the actual experience of doing the thing, um, as well as an opinion on what to do with the unclaimed money, which was uh, a separate thread of the conversation we were going on. Um, I was actually quite um, interested in Yam's point that you may not realise that you've got unclaimed monies because of things like these returns of deposits or shared dividends, uh, which addresses your point, how can... I can't remember now whether you said this off air or on air. Sharon. No, no, it was on air. Uh, <laughs> but the point about how is it that you have money and then you forget, um, I think this is quite interesting. 
Yeah, surely. You know, I actually, when listening to that, I was thinking, oh, maybe I should. I just opened up Igumis to check whether I have unclaimed money myself. Today is the day, Igumis, everyone. Uh, this be like the server will crash that server. <laughs> um, the other, there is another point, I think, that people seem to be saying that they have had a positive, generally yeah. a positive uh, experience with the Igumis thing. And they, they don't seem to have problems with the, the little loops or hoops they have to jump through. So actually, I was thinking about that. Um, that perhaps it depends on where you're claiming it from. Um, because we are hearing different mentions of uh, companies or providers or what have you. And I think it comes down in some ways to how responsive the customer service is on the end that you're trying to get that verification from or that you're trying to get that additional documentation from. Because if we go back to that earlier message from D, that seems to be where the breakdown happened. Not anywhere else, not with the website. In fact, they said the website was easy to use. It was when they had to write to the customer service of... Uh, Post Malaysia, that it. Oh, it as kind an of, example, I think they were giving. I'm not sure whether if we have to go back and look at it. I don't know if it was an example. So they or the said, specific they said thing. you needed to be uh, certified, and mm. Post Malaysia is one uh, one body that can do it. Because they referenced then trying to get customer service to respond to them and not getting that, whereas others don't seem to be having that problem necessarily. Uh, so Farid is saying, my wife had her money automatically deducted from her bank account for her study loan a few years ago. It's about four hundred ringgit. Over the years, creditors would reach out to her asking her about the study loan every few months. Each time they would call back to say they'll call back saying everything was in order. Five years ago, we decided to pay back the remaining balance. We went to the bank to get reports of the automatic payments. Turned out the bank issued checks to the creditor each month. The creditor cashed out most of them, but they also missed some. Long story short, 3K of her money went to the unclaimed money pool. We had to go to the centre of the unclaimed money place. Can't remember what it's <laughs> called. Um, near the Pudu bus station. Mind you, the queue was so long. I remember we spent the entire day there. It had super tight security. Only a handful of people can go upstairs at one time. That's only to get the list of items and amount. I guess that's what this ego miss is doing. No need to spend the whole day at that place. Unclaimed money place sounds like a uh, a chapter in a fantasy book. I was thinking let's sounded, visit the unclaimed yeah, money place, like a like a bra- like a section in the ministry in the Harry Potter book that people get lost in and never emerge from. That's it. You know what? I I love stories that remind us that some parts of government work very well. Like one of my favorite departments, I think, or agencies in the government is EPF. I've always found that they work so well. They're so efficient. Um, and and so it kind of redeems Malaysia sometimes. We're always running down our country, running down the government agencies uh, for inefficiency or incompetence or uh, indifference to the likes of, you know, the needs of people. We also have a caller on the line. We've got Russell. Uh, Russell, good evening. What are your thoughts? Yeah, good, good evening, yes. Regarding unclaimed money, uh, I, this is my personal view that this money belongs to Rayat or the country or the nation, put it that way. And 40% of the money should be given to EPF to increase their investment and probably the, the members of the EPF will abandon it. This is my personal view. Uh, do you think uh, that you would like to see this money used for specific purposes? You say now EPF, but what other ways can EPF, the money yeah, be spent? Yeah. No, what I meant was leave it to EPF. I think EPF will double the money in terms of investment and give better contribution to the members of the society, I mean to the contributors. Fair enough, Russell. Thank you so much for calling and for sharing. So uh, another vote for 
take a certain percentage of it and either invest or, you know, put it back into the country in some way or form? Well, Carl says no to using unclaimed money for development. It's good to use 250 million ringgit of the interest to help B40 students. Mm, now we're getting specific in terms of where mm. it could go. Yeah, I like the idea that, you know, you don't put it into a pool of money, but you use it for uh, a, spe- a specific purpose that you can advertise. And this will also lend uh, credibility to the ego process and the returning of unclaimed money by saying, you know, your unclaimed monies. That was invested. The interest on that is now serving X number of things. I would like to see it uh, go to environmental causes, you know, safeguarding our forests. That needs money. And I think this would be a really nice place to push it. Uh, we also have TIDJ who simply says, I just registered an account on Miss after listening to your show and the site is so slow now. So we were kind of hoping, you know, <laughs> just for a little bit of internet notoriety and we, I don't know, maybe we're on our path there. Guys, the day we went viral, I didn't think it would be for Miss. I don't want to say break anything. But I kind of want to say break something. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Good luck to you, DJ. Godspeed. Um, okay, we're talking today about unclaimed money. And we'd like to hear from you. Essentially, um, well, we've been talking actually about a few things. Um, about the fact that the Deputy Minister of Finance have, has asked for members of the public to check Igumis uh, to see if you maybe have some unclaimed funds that you could get access to. Uh, We want to know whether this is something you've tried, uh, what is your experience with this in general, and also, broadly speaking, um, considering that that amount is 11.2 billion ringgit in unclaimed money, would you like to see that go somewhere? Um, You know, whether it's EPF, we've heard that suggestion, um, going into education for B40 students, going into some other form of bettering the country, you can let us know. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.